0: Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060 on this Friday, August 18th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro, with you as we do typically Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. Continuing our AFC North conversation, wrapping things up with the Cincinnati Bengals as we pop on out to the KDOS hotline. Jay Morrison with Pro Football Network. Jay, it's Bob and Kayla today. Thanks for the time. How are you?
1: oh doing good just getting ready for the game tonight
0: absolutely should be uh well it's preseason so i was going to say fun in a loose term here but (laughs) you can learn some a few things here uh let's start though with the status of joe burrow how is the calf coming along and is there maybe any sense of internal frustration that this is yet another training camp that burrow will be missing a significant portion of
1: no i don't think that's the case you know you you think about it it's it's a much Better situation than last year with the appendectomy, where he lost a lot of weight. He had a he had a lot to do to get back from that. This is, uh, you know, he he has got three years together with T. Higgins. He has three years with Tyler Boyd. He's got even longer than that with Jamar Chase back days at LSU, um, and even Trent Irwin, the number four wide receiver. You you're, you don't have the the new offensive line piece. They had three brand new offensive linemen free agency, and then a uh, a rookie last year. So there was Last year was just a much bigger challenge. Um, all indications, it sounds like that he. No one has said it, but it sounds like he's been going through the walkthroughs in the morning, which they do away from the media in the indoor facility. So he's getting the mental reps in, and they're just they're just being really, really cautious with this because it's one of those injuries that does, does have a a high weight of recidivism, and you you don't want that to happen. You don't want to come back too early, re-injure it, rip open that scar tissue. And then you start, you're you back to square one, and you're talking about several weeks in the regular season. So they're just they're taking this really slow, really cautiously, and uh, all indication is if he does miss time in the regular season, it might be a game, but it, it seems pretty optimistic he's going to be back for the
2: open. Okay, so when does Mr. Burrow get a contract extension, and did Justin Herbert's new deal with the Chargers delay the process?
1: No, I, I mean, I would have thought it was the exact opposite, that once Herbert came in, then and, and there's your template. You just exceed that by a million a year, and, and, and so it is. It's interesting that it hasn't happened yet. I, I really did think that we were going to see the, the Burrow one come down a day or two after the Herbert one, and that hasn't been the case. So it's it's not just Joe Burrow, it's T. Higgins is looking for an extension, too. And, and Joe has been adamant about wanting to keep these guys together. So I don't know if he's waiting to see – you know, if the Bengals get T done. And, you know, because if they don't get T done, then maybe he wants his structured a little differently. He's not, he's not, he's making a hometown discount, but they will structure it in a way that is a little more team friendly for them to, for the Bengals to keep other pieces. So I think that's more of the snag here is just where T Higgins is in, in his negotiations. And it's a big question. I mean, you're, you're going to have a huge deal for, For Jamar Chase next year, you're already playing Orlando Brown a bunch of money. Burrow, of course, you want all that money sunk on one side of the ball. And is it smart to have two receivers making at least $25 million a year? So I think the Bengals are trying to hammer that out, how much they actually can afford to keep T. Higgins for. And I I don't think we're going to see this go much longer. I I would imagine the Burrow deal is going to be done well before the start of the regular season.
0: Jay Morrison, Pro Football Network here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Uh, You alluded to the offensive line a bit, uh, so they've made another commitment there, bringing in Orlando Brown Jr. at left tackle. You have Ted Karras at center, Alex Kappa at right guard. You have former first-round pick Jonah Williams at right tackle. So where is the continuity here of this offensive line protecting Burrow, and how much is there an area of emphasis about this offensive line being able to get better in the pass protection, open up some holes in the run game, and then Joe Burrow as well, being a little bit smart with uh, you know, how long he stays in the pocket.
1: Yeah, that's the bigger piece of it. There is this is is he he is so good at extending plays and standing in until the last possible second wait for someone to come open, and he he kind of brings some of those hits on himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he is very good. He gets the ball out. He's one of the fastest one uh, time to throw quarterbacks in the league. So he gets the ball out in a hurry. It's, I think, you know, this is going to be the best offensive line they've probably had since 2015 when Andrew Whitworth was here and they won the division um, that year. The continuity is there. I mean, yes, Orlando Brown is a big piece, but he's been a starter in this league for a long time um, and, and a starter on good offenses. So you've got the four guys back from last year. Rookie Cordell Bolson is in his second year. I, I would expect him to make a, a big jump this year. The the, the the bigger question here is what – what this line can do in the run game last year, they they ripped up that run game and after week five, and just put Burrow exclusively in shotgun and all they got rid of the the wide zone and just did gun runs downhill, you know, right up just gap runs right up the middle and that's I think this line is built to do that and if this line if this line can get the running game more efficient than it was last year, then that's automatically going to protect Burrow a little bit.
2: Okay, so speaking of the running game, Joe Mixon found not guilty of aggravated menacing. A judge ruled yesterday. The NFL justice system seems at times to kind of vary, so do we have any idea and do we anticipate whether the NFL will suspend Mixon for some period of time?
1: Yeah, I'd be surprised. There was no evidence or proof that he actually had a gun. It was just first story against his. Um, It was a kind of a slam-dunk, non-guilty case, not-guilty case. So I, I, I would be surprised based on that case alone, but there was also a case in April where his sister and, and her male acquaintance were at Joe's house, and the, the acquaintance shot a teenager. They were playing Nerf guns, running through the neighborhood, and there was some—Joe uh, was not guilty of any crime in that, but again, it's, it's a gun issue it, it, at his house. It's just a bad look. So maybe the NFL does something on that. But I, I, at this point, I'd be surprised with the way that case came down this week, the aggravated medicine case. It just it it seems like that, that. I'm not saying he didn't do it, but there was just no evidence there that never should have gone to try.
0: Speaking of Joe Mixon, though, he no longer has Samaji Ryan backing him up. Uh, it looks like it's going to be Chris Evans drafted in the sixth round back in 2021. So do the Bengals feel comfortable with what they have in the running back room?
1: Yes, uh, in terms of running the football, but the big question is who's going to take on that Samaje third down role and be the the key pass protector. Samaje was one of the best blitz pickup backs in the league last year. Um, Chris Evans has not been very good at it this year, and um, he, he talked to a reporter earlier this week about how he rode the drop tower at an amusement park, and he he got in a bite suit and let a police dog attack. I mean, he did all these things to kind of shock his body that he's doing things that you really don't want to do. And he, he's taken this seriously trying to to be that third down back, and we have seen some growth there. But Travion Williams, who's been here longer than Chris Evans, he was really the favorite to, to win that role, and he sprained his ankle early in camp. He's due back pretty soon. And then you have Chase Brown, the rookie out of Illinois, who pass protected a lot at Illinois. At Illinois. And, it's it's something he's familiar with, and, and but it's just a different level here at the NFL. So that's still a work in progress. I, I, I've moved Chris Evans kind of onto the 53-man the roster now. I think he is the, the leading candidate to be that third down back, but we've still got two games to go and a bunch more practices before we get to the opener, and that job is still up for them.
2: Okay, let's flip this to the defense. The highly thought of Lou Anarumo is back as the coordinator. Are you surprised he did not get a head coaching gig during the offseason?
1: Yes, Don. Um I really thought that he was going to end up out there in Arizona, and um, it's amazing. I mean, this this you look at the success that this team has had, and they are the only team in the NFL who have had head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator together for five straight seasons. So wow. You don't see that in this league. If, if you're good and successful, like the Bengals have been, people steal them. And if you're bad, they get fired. And so it is. It's a big benefit that both Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, and Lou Anterumo are back. But yeah, I was I was surprised. And you know, I you know, I was surprised because he's earned it. But on the other hand, not surprised because the, the trend in the league are the young offensive minds. He's mid fifties and a defensive guy, and there's just not a lot of them getting fired. So. I would imagine if they make another deep run this year, someone's going to hire him away.
0: Jay Morrison, Pro Football Network here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Uh, Jesse Bates left. Uh, now it's Nick Scott, Dax Hill at safety. You have a wooze, Mike Hilton, Cam Taylor-Britt at corners. So what's the comfort level right now of the secondary, and is that an area that might take some time to gel?
1: Yeah, it's absolutely going to take some time. I mean, Jesse and Vaughn, were together for three years. Um, both of them playing ninety nine percent of the snaps. They just never came off the field. There was just that that chemistry. There, Lou always alluded to the, the double play combination. We just flip the ball, and you know the other guy's going to be there. And that's going to take some time to build. It's, the, the safeties are now Dax Hill, who was their first round pick last year, who only played seventeen snaps at safety because Jesse and Bond never came off the field. And then Nick Scott, who they brought in from the Rams. Um, he's a one-year starter in, in the league, and so he's looked really impressive in training camp. But uh, getting those two guys to get that that same kind of chemistry is going to take some time. And, and then you mentioned that the, the the corners are are in good shape. Cam Taylor Britt really came on last year. Alose is coming off of an ACL, but he looks ready to go. They're just kind of holding him back out of precaution. That ACL was on Halloween, so he's he's had almost a year to, to rehab that. And, uh, and then Mike Hilton's terrific in the slot. The, the one to really watch, D.J. Turner, their second-round pick out of Michigan, has made multiple plays every single day in practice. So they, they are in good shape as far as corners go. It's just a matter of how fast those, those two safeties can grow together.
2: Yeah, as an Ohio State fan, I'm glad Turner's no longer in Ann Arbor. So uh, good that he's in, in this. You know, I wish, wish he were in the state of Ohio before this year, but uh, that didn't quite work out. Okay, so Logan Wilson, he's a tackling machine. Uh, they also yeah. paid fellow linebacker Jermaine Pratt. Are you surprised that Pratt's back? And because of these uh, you know maybe issues in the secondary, uh, will the pass rush of Cincinnati at least numerically be, be, will it, will it be better than last year i guess it almost has to be and yeah you know, they're gonna that secondary will certainly benefit if the pass rush is better
1: yeah it's going to be better it, it it i mean they are so deep there and it's legitimate depth. i mean they just have wave after wave of guys and they've they, i mean this is a good offense and, and a good offensive line and they've just been a menace in practice and And we saw it in the joint practice against the Packers, too. They're just living in the backfield. Um, Trey Hendrickson is one of those game practices like he plays, and he rubs the offense wrong at times. But but he is a really, really elite defender uh, or edge rusher and doesn't really have that name recognition. But uh, he's a guy to watch for this year. I was surprised about Pratt. uh, And I I think the Bengals were, too, because they wanted to re-sign Von Bell and – Carolina gave him more and they expected to re-sign Samaj A.T. Ryan and he just was he took the same amount of money to go to Denver he was just tired of being Joe Mixon you know back up being number two to him and so all of a sudden they had this money allotted for other spots and they're sitting there holding it and so they they that's why they they re-signed Jermaine Pratt and really it's the reason they got Orlando Brown that was never the plan going into free agency to get that guy but they got a call the night before, said he was available. They've got all this money sitting there and it came together. So I do with Lou, the way Lou schemes things up and the talent they have on defense. People kind of sleep on, on this defense because the offense is so dynamic, but that's what's really going to carry him just like it did on that Super Bowl run. That was the defense that, that won all those playoff games.
0: A mindset question for you here you know you, you mentioned the Super Bowl and the Bengals have been part of the AFC championship game for the last two seasons uh, so is it just more of let's keep building let's fill in some gaps here but we're on the right track we're so close or has there been an offseason approach here where uh, they've really started to dissect maybe areas that could really use some improvement and I'm talking about like the most finite details here this is a very good football team
1: yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's odd because this offense has been so good, but you look at these playoff games, and, and, and Joe Burrow's a clutch guy, but the late in the, that AFC Championship loss of the Chiefs, and even in some of those, that, that Super Bowl run, he just wasn't very good. The offense as a whole wasn't very good in, the, in the, the fourth quarter of those games, so I don't know what you do to to fix that until you get there and just perform better, but from a mindset, I think it's just more of an urgency this year. You know, that you mentioned it earlier, the The, the contract is coming for Joe Burrow. He's going to be off of the rookie deal. That makes things a lot harder, and they know that you know this is last year, this year, even next year will be their best chances to, to really put together a, a quality team once even with Joe Burrow signs this year, he's not going to have a huge cap hit this year. He's not going to have a huge one next year. It's going to be that third year where it's really going to spike and mm-hmm. make things difficult to build around him. So there's an urgency there. It's, it's not a now or never kind of thing, but they they have been so close, and it, it's something that you know these these kind of teams don't come together very often. And yeah, I don't. I, I hate to keep going back to it, but urgency is the key word right now.
2: Okay, last up for me, no team in the NFL has a higher season win total than the Bengals at eleven and a half. There's some other teams that are eleven and a half, but nobody's higher than that. Over or under eleven and a half wins in twenty twenty three.
1: I they are better than they were last year, but I'm going under because the division is better, the conference is better. I could see every team in this AFC North going three and three. They're just beating up on each other. So if they go three and three in the division, then you're talking, like they did last year. Then, then you're talking about you've got to find nine wins in the other 11 games. That, that's a lot to ask for. So I'm, I'm going to go under, but I do think they're going to have a really, really good year and be better than they were last year.
0: Jay, this has been fantastic. Look for, looking forward to catching up with you as the season continues on. Have yourself a great rest of the day and enjoy the game tonight. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Once again, he is Jay Morrison there with Pro Football Network.